0: Welcome to The Range on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. In recent shows, we've talked about getting fit for your golf game, choosing the right club head is big, the perfect shaft, that's crucial. We've even talked about fitting golf balls. When something is a perfect fit, we always say it fits like a glove. So what are we missing that links the ball and club to the glove? Ah... It's the golf grip, and believe it or not, the right golf grip can make your game immensely more enjoyable, whereas the wrong selection could leave you in misery. When we talk golf grips, we go to the top brand on tour because they know the many varieties that players like. That's why they offer such a vast array. The company is Golf Pride, and today we're joined by their retail product manager, Bruce Miller, here on the range. Bruce, it's great to talk with you. Yeah, thanks so much, Ralph. I mean, it's it's it seems like it's been a while, but I you mean, know, it was the PGA Show that we last talked, but a lot of stuff has happened obviously since that time. I mentioned variety in my Open. Let's start there. How many different models of grips does Golf Pride currently offer?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's funny you can look at it a couple different ways, and, and when most people think of Golf Pride, they think of the the products that they can buy in the stores, the retail stores, big box pro shops. And um, it actually, it's a quite a large number when you look at all the SKUs that we offer. It's a total of 87 SKUs that we offer to the retail side of things. Uh, but when you kind of break it down and look at the, the, the product families, the main product families that Golf Pride has, um, it's four main buckets. You have the Tour Velvet, you have the Tour Wrap, you have the MCC and the CP2. And those really start to get blown out when you start talking about core sizes, uh, colors, obviously ODs, you know, standard, midsize, jumbo, undersize. And that's how that, that collection, that number, grows relatively quickly. Um, but then you actually look at it from an OEM perspective, and, and you know, a lot of people realize, but some don't, um, that all those club manufacturers, you know, your Titleist, TaylorMade, um, Mizuno, Ping, all of them, Callaway, I mean, we make uh, a lot of their product. Um, so, you know, you throw that number in there, and it grows really big, and you're talking hundreds and hundreds of part numbers, um, depending on the program. So, you know, if you step foot in our factory at any time during the year, uh, I mean, you'd be blown away by the number of SKUs. Um, it's just almost too much for one person to, to handle.
0: Well, in simple terms, why is it so important to offer so many styles? Yeah, Another
1: great question. I mean, that's the thing with um, with golf grips. I mean, um, everybody plays a different style of game. You know, nobody's the same as far as like a physical buildup, you know, except for maybe like an identical twin or somehow there like that, but. Um, you know, everybody's hand size is different, their swing speed is different, their their um, swing mechanics, I mean, you know, how hard they grip the club, you know, what their tempo is, you know, that transition point when they start their downswing, all that plays into the type of grip that they should be playing, you know, a, a properly fit grip. Um, so, that, you know, that's one of the main reasons that, you know, we have so many skews is to, to offer it to players that, that have all these different characteristics and there can be a lot of overlap from type of player to type of player. Because if you have some, you know, plain black grip, you know, that, you know, aesthetically, maybe it just doesn't do it for you. I mean, that that goes into, you know, grip selection. I mean, it's important. And, and, you know, you know, as the worldwide leader in golf grips, we know that. You know, we know that people want style. They want the grip to look really cool. But at the end of the day, the product needs to perform. And that's why we're so lucky that, you know, 80-plus percent of the
0: guys on the tour play golf pride. With almost every piece of golf equipment, there is innovation. That's why I talk about gear. Um, but most lines of golf product replace a prior generation. But in grips, you just add to the line. Ultimately, it's about fulfilling those needs. It's it's about saying, yeah, if you like this old grip, we're still going to keep making it. It's hard to look at another
1: company that's been around as long as we have, and they have products that are in the range for as long of a time um, that's occurring at Golf Pride right now. And, I, you know, it's a testament to the guys that are at Golf Pride way before I got there. I mean, I, I've been here almost you know, coming up on 18 years. Um, and I've seen a lot of products go in and out, but there's always these mainstay products. And these mainstay products have been around forever. Um, I mean, we're talking about like the Tour Valve or the tour ramp but then even rewind a little bit before that and it was the green victory grip which was launched in 1956 retired in 2006 and oh by the way we still have the cavities and we make a couple thousand pieces a year for mostly guys in the champions tour but they're still guys in the pga tour that play the green victory grip and you can't say that about any other piece of equip- golf equipment out there i mean you know Titleist isn't still making golf balls that they made back in the you know in the you know, 50s 60s and 70s and, and obviously it's not like we're making the same exact product it's not like we're just dusting off the old tooling from 1975 and pumping out product i mean there's always kind of tooling innovation and there's material innovation they're always trying to perfect the, the compounds and materials make them tackier more traction all that stuff i mean so um you know th- th- these recipes are closely guarded but they're always being you know optimized you know to match the performance of the player um but but it, it it's interesting at golf ride because you know, we've got like a history room there and it's like walking down the history of golf equipment, you know, for the last 60, 70 years. Uh, Because, you know, a big part of our business is making those products for all those OEMs. Just make a ton of stuff for that they're no longer around. So we've been a part of the golf equipment fabric for a long time. So it offers
0: you this perspective um, that not a lot of Well, how did grip technology really begin with Golf Pride? Like, where did it start? Yeah, I mean, well, it started in Akron, Ohio, um, the
1: rubber capital of the world. I mean, that's where they make all the tires. They used to make a ton of them there. Uh, That's where it started. Like a couple of guys in Akron, Ohio that were, um, you know, one of them was a serious golfer. The other ones were more casual golfers. Uh, But they realized at that time that, that, you know, molded rubber might be a superior gripping surface, um, you know, to what was largely used at the time, which was wrapped leather. Um, you know, so originally these guys at golf pride, actually it wasn't even called golf pride. It was called uh, Fluxy Faywood back in the day. This is in Copley, Ohio, which is kind of a suburb of Akron. Uh, but that's where it started. And, and, you know, originally these guys were physically like molding the rubber onto the shaft. I mean, so think about like a waffle iron where they chemically bond this rubber to the shaft and you couldn't get it off at all. So we were sending like mold to like Wilson and Spalding and all these old school companies and actually molding grips on their shafts. And the big innovation came in the early 50s when these guys realized, you know, if they could somehow create a golf grip that could be removed um, and then installed again very quickly. I mean, that opens up a whole new, you know, plethora of opportunities, you know, on the regrip side of things, which didn't exist at the time, like the retail kind of regrip aftermarket. Uh, but also with OEM assembly, you know, the the, the assembler is able to pump a grip on very, very quickly versus molding it actually onto the shaft. And that's when they came up with the slip-on rubber grip, um, you know, where these things would be molded around a core bar then blown off with compressed air. Um, and then they could be installed on a grip, you know, with some two-sided tape and some mineral spirits, um, you know, to, to, to negate the stickiness of the tape. And it goes on and sets, but then it could be removed later. And, and that's what you know was the big innovation at golf pride obviously molded rubber you know it, it proved out to be a, a great gripping surface but it was uh, the installation process which a lot of people forget i mean it, it opened up a whole opportunity for repair work and, and re-gripping that, that didn't exist before, before that time
0: well and a lot of people may think when they think of a golf grip they think of a tour velvet or a tour wrap But there is so much technology that has come about in really the last 20 years to make grips better designed for, again, individual people's games and their needs. Yeah, I mean, that's the big thing is, I mean, whenever people like take a tour of Golf Pride or, you
1: know, they know somebody there and they they kind of get led around and we kind of walk them through our R&D center um certainly if they ever get in the factories but they're just floored at the amount of like technology and innovation and thinking that goes into making golf grips. i mean to to kind of the you know a lot of technology you just stick a chunk of rubber um in a machine you press a button and a grip comes out and you know really nothing could be further from the truth um you know we've got all these material specialists and chemists you know always tweaking these formulas and and like you said i mean the innovation can come in a lot of different directions it can be Material innovation, you know, figuring out kind of, you know, different compounds and durometers and stiffnesses, you know, you know, strategically located where you play a golfer places their hand, or it could be a combination of materials. You know, for example, like the MCC, although it's widely known now and accepted. I mean, at the time it was, um, it was quite disruptive because you're combining. You know cord and rubber you know two different materials onto one grip to address the needs of of your hands and where you place your hands and what force you know you put on the golf grip with with each one of those hands mm-hmm. so it's a combination mm-hmm. of all this stuff that, that goes into to grip innovation but i mean i can tell you this i mean when we develop product at golf pride we do a tremendous amount of consumer testing obviously the tour testing it's always going to be there it's part of our dna but, you know we are, are looking at this thing from so many different angles and it takes years to develop a new product and, and we really really put it through the ringer to make sure that whatever we put out there you know isn't some flash in the pan you know it's, because that's the thing i tell people about golf pride you know if, if you know if we're trying to make a product and, and people are rushing to get it out not guys at golf pride or, or or gals at golf pride but you know just kind of the public we want this we heard about it we want it and you know we always tell them like listen you know we know you want it. And, but here's the thing, we have to get it right because uh, at Golf Pride, we, we don't think about you know our product launches in terms of years because if it's a hit, we think about our, our product launches in terms of decades because that's how long the product is going to be in the marketplace. And that's where I rewind and, in, and we were talking about this earlier, there's not a lot of companies out there that that can say that because, I mean, most of the stuff is on like a two-year cycle where it kind of gets refreshed and it gets kind of rebranded and it has a different look. It's kind of the same, but it's a different look. And the other stuff goes away. Um, you know, if we have a hit with a product and, and you know, like, um, you know, MCC is an example, it, it's in the range for decades and it's always going to be optimized, but there's something at the core that these golfers like. And, and, and you know, it, it'd be a shame if we go in there every couple of years and try and you know, put a new spin on it, you know, it's optimizing it for sure, but it's always sticking to your knitting, sticking to that core product that we know is a hit, that we know that the best players in the world prefer and, and, you know, they're winning majors with this stuff. So, you know, you know, we have to kind of honor that and we have to, you know, listen to the customer and, you know, a lot of our customers obviously are professionals, but, um, you know, it's working hard on the product, getting it right the first time you know, and then, you know, kind of launching it and making sure everybody has access to it.
0: Now, we solicit uh, questions from our followers on Instagram, and we have one from Mike in Pennsylvania who wants to know, what is the best way for someone to figure out what grip is best for them? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. I mean, it, it's one of those things where, you know, like, for example, like,
1: if you're unsure on 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 what kind of grip you want, um, you know, we offer an online tool, this grip fitter at golfpride.com. Um, and it's going to ask you some questions, you know, go through some criteria and what, you know, what kind of game you have, you know, hand size, measurement, all that stuff. And I, I always tell people that's a great place to, because I think that's going to get you in the ball. The best thing to do, um, figure out what kind of, you can obviously go to a, uh, but maybe if you're not a member of a club, you don't have access to that. Um, the best thing to do is kind of drill down to kind of ballpark have a few models, you know, from Golf Pride's website that, that you need to start there. But the best thing to do after that is there is no substitute for actually trying the product. And just because, you know, you see something on screen that you like, and maybe you go to a store and you kind of feel it, and you're like, wow, this is correct for me, what you need to do is take a couple that you think might work for you. Um, and they can be re- you're probably going to be relatively close at that time. So it's not like you're going to have, let's say, like a CP2, which is super soft, and this Z-grip cord, which is really, really firm. You're probably going to have more like a, a tour velvet, maybe – like a you know a, a, a CP2 or a VDR something like that it's kind of ballpark but you need to put that on a couple clubs and you know maybe you're gamers maybe not seven iron driver wedge um, and take it out to the range and hit it and you know and go to the course and pull it out every now and then if you have some time in a par three and hit it because that's when you're really gonna be able to tell if this is right for you when you have to knuckle down you're under pressure and you actually have to hit shots <laughs> and execute shots you know um, because it, you can feel a club in a, in a store all day long on a half shaft and a lot of people do this and a lot of times they end up kind of getting the right thing by mis- you know not by mistake but just by chance but but there is no substitute to go out there and actually play golf with it hit balls with it torque that grip play with it in humidity or rain If your hands sweat a lot I mean really put it through the ringer because then you're going to have confidence uh, that the grip you chose is, is correct I mean that's the best way is to actually try product a few products to really figure out what exactly is right for you in real conditions.
0: You are the number one grip on tour. So I imagine that when you come out with a new model, you go out to the range on tour events and players really want to try them out. And it could be a case of they're doing just that. They're taking their clubs in, putting on a new grip. No, I don't like it. They rip it right off and put on the one that they had before over and over. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people
1: just, you know, assume that, you know, when we come out with, like, new-to-world product, you know, the guys on tour are Jones and to, to try it out. And some of them are, but I'll I'll say this, Ralph. I mean, PGA Tour professionals, you know, Corn you know, Fairy, I mean, they're creatures of habit. And, and they, like, you know, developed their games ever since they were, like, juniors um, and really perfected their craft on, like, a certain model of golf grid. In in a, a lot of times, obviously, depending on the generation, but it's the tour velvet, it's the tour velvet cord, or it's the MCC. Um, and you know, they got to the tour by playing this product, and it's trusted. It, it it's always available in the tour vans, um, and that's kind of something that they've checked the box on and they've figured out. And I, I have to tell you, I mean, it's it's often very difficult to get um, the guys on tour to change products. I mean, that's why so many of our heritage groups are still around. It, you know onesies and twosies on tour but you know that's why we still make uh, the green victory that's why we still make the b55 um you know we still make particular core sizes for these retired retail grips but the guys on tour still use them and we're never going to kind of pull the rug out from underneath them um and quite honestly you know we don't want them thinking about golf grips too much because i mean if it gets in their head and they start thinking well maybe i need this and and then they move away from golf right completely we don't want that to happen Um, so yeah, I mean, if, if, and some of them are interested in kind of seeing the new products that are out there and they'll try it and give us feedback for sure. But I'll tell you this, I, I, some of the most outstanding feedback that that we ever receive is from amateurs. I mean, I've had 30 handicappers who I, I, these guys are going unbelievably deep, you know, talking about durometer. They're literally using these words. They're talking about texture. I mean, that's like I mean, you need a magnifying glass to look at it but they're like zeroing in on this texture on this grip on this lower hand you know it feels a little bit harsh i mean it's unbelievable some some of the detail that these amateurs can give and oftentimes i mean that that's how we develop our product is getting this feedback from these people that are just somehow they their grip antenna has, has gone up and they're like super tuned in to golf grip technology not everybody's that way i mean i wasn't that way before i got to golf pride you know now i am but I mean, it's tough to kind of look at everything on a golf grip and figure out kind of what you like and what you don't. But there's these rare consumers' level of detail. And I can talk to these players all day long. It's really fun. Um, But, yeah, it's just kind of ferreting out everything, and talking to tour players, consumers, and and really kind of dialing in exactly, you know, kind of what they're looking for when we develop the product.
0: Well, it is funny because – you talk about all the player usage you talk about, you know, that they really are loyal to one thing. You don't have any paid endorsements.
1: Yeah. Another thing most people don't realize is, you know, it's funny because like when I talk to people about golf ride and I love talking about golf, ride. I mean, our headquarters are here in Pinehurst and, you know, obviously this is a golf centric city for sure. But everybody kind of knows, you know, who the golf ride guys are on town. So they see you with a shirt on they start asking questions. and I love talking about it. Um, for sure. But, but, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a big thing about it when you're developing this product is getting that that feedback from consumers and, and really figuring out kind of, um, you know, what they're looking for. Like
0: I said, they often provide,
1: you know, the the best insight for sure.
0: One of the big industry shifts over recent years has been with putters and the size, the shape and the feel of putter grips. I mean, at one point they were just like any other grip and now they are totally different than any other golf group you're going to find. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't answer your last question, so rewind on that one real fast. But you're right. So um, most people don't
1: realize that uh, we we do not have paid endorsement on the PGA Tour. They just assume that so many players use our stuff. They'll be like, well, you pay them, and that's why they use it. That's why you have such a high usage percentage. And, um, you know, we say, well, no, actually we don't. They, they use it by choice. And, um, you know, that's a strong endorsement when these players are not getting – you know, paid to use the product. They use it because of the performance. But you know, getting back to the putter grips, for sure. I mean, I I always tell people, I mean, it takes a long time to develop a new swing grip. I mean, a lot, a lot of testing goes into it, and, and you can sell like 13 of them, right? If a player likes it; they'll put on their entire set. But when you look at putter grips, um, you're talking about one out of the 14, one on the bag. It actually takes longer to develop a putter grip than it does a swing grip, just because so much goes into it. And you're right; it, it's it's everything. I mean, there's such an offering right now of putter grips, different shapes, different materials, different sizes, obviously, you know, different colors, you know, I mean, obviously different like kick points on it and paddle like width and, and length and weight, back weighting, all of that stuff. I mean, I, I get blown away when I go to a retailer and you look at how many putter grips um, that consumers have to choose. from. I mean, it, it's amazing. And then you look at all the stuff that we're making for the OEMs, which is different from the stuff that's offered at retail. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, there's a ton to choose from. But but I'll tell you what, with putter grips, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you talk about personal preference and kind of what you're comfortable with. Yes, you can take people through like a, a fitting process with putter grips. But that's one of the weird things that you see on the PGA Tour is when you talk about swing grips, if somebody's playing like a standard size, you know, swing grip, um, and they put a couple wraps of tape underneath it, that geometry, that size is probably going to stay with them. They're tied to a jumbo, right? But that's not true with putter grips because there's so much offered in the marketplace. And because sooner or later, everybody's going to start to putt poorly, they will make jumps, you know, from like different sizes to different sizes. I mean, putter grips that are completely like polar opposites. So you'll see somebody putting with a pencil thin putter grip go to like a super jumbo cylindrical um, you know, zero taper golf putter grip and, and not even think twice about it. And then they start to putt well or they putt worse and they kind of jump around to different stuff. That's where it gets tough developing putter grips because people don't really stick with something. They're, they're always looking for something. I mean, it just comes down to kind of what are you making putts with? you're comfortable with? And yeah, you can kind of use some factors, to kind of drill them into something. Uh, but there's so much variation out there in putter grips right
0: now. It's amazing. Well, When you talk about the aesthetics and brands models that have been really successful that was kind of the mantra this year as you came out with colors for the mcc classic grips that was the big selling point yeah for sure i mean you're right i mean they have a product like the mcc that was launched in 2004
1: and it's kind of got a little bit of everything for the player you know it's got the moisture control it's kind of the softer rubber that doesn't have pour in the lower hand Um, so you kind of get both feels you know in the grip a lot of traction but but then there's like the color pop to it and there's like this cool techie look that people really become accustomed to. Um, It started out back in 2004 with just the black and the red. We thought, well, this is going to be kind of the color ID for this family. But then there's just been this huge color explosion through the years, you know, with like, we had the white out series, we had the platinum, we had all these limited editions. And that's what people are looking for right now is they're looking for ways to customize their golf equipment, you know, and it, it doesn't like, you know, you know, end with like clothing or head covers or bags. I mean, it gets to equipment and it gets all the way up to golf grips and people will tell us, you know, listen, I love this MCC, but you know, you know, I'm a fan of of my high school or I'm a fan of, you know, this soccer club or whatever it is. It could be anything. Um, And they want to get their colors on that product. And they want really want to connect that passion they have for some sporting team to their passion for golf grips. And that's exactly what the story is behind the MCC teams is you know, keeping these players in the MCC line, um, you know, by splashing some color into it. And and it was amazing to me. I mean, to me, it seems like a pretty, you know, simple thing. Okay, you know, you have the MCC and you put some new colors in it different paint fills. And yeah, it looks different. But when we did all the consumer testing for this, I mean, grown men were almost crying when they saw like their school's (laughs) colors. I mean, they were that excited about it. I mean, I, I was like, floored at how excited these people were for like this product that's been around since 2004 and when that happens ralph i mean you know you have something hot and we knew it with this mcc teams and we're just excited to get this thing out there in the market
0: it's an interesting time because obviously a lot of people have been shut down with this spring it's a perfect time for players to be looking at their grips because that inactivity can affect them and really grips not being used they're they're gonna wear down even when they're sitting in the closet
1: oh yeah yeah bingo for sure i mean you're right this is the perfect time to kind of start you know you know brushing up your equipment and kind of doing that spot check on everything to make sure everything is ready so when you get out there it's it's, it's good to go um and yeah i mean it, it, it i mean you know this has been a really really tough time for a lot of people it, it's been you know interesting watching it here in pinehurst it's, it's it's a different animal here i mean golf slowed down a little bit um but you know, obviously it's picking back up now, and um, kind of a, a different way to play golf. But people are out there making it work. But but yeah, I mean it, it's a perfect opportunity. We, we you know we got a just a a tsunami of, of requests from people that were thinking about golf grips. You know, like how do I change my grips? You know, what should I do? How should I, you know, you know, go about buying these golf grips? And you know, give me a tutorial on how to actually install golf grips. So yeah, we saw a huge spike. You know, in, in people that um, you know were, were getting interested about golf grips because you know they they. They wanted to have some connection to golf because they weren't playing at the time. So, you know, we found that 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 regripping your clubs is kind of this therapeutic kind of thing to keep you connected to the game, and and at the same time, it's going to help you play better golf if you get um you know some golf pride grips on your sticks before you go out and tee it up. (laughs) Shameless marketing. Well,
0: you mentioned being uh, there in Pinehurst. People may not realize that your headquarters there is new and they're gonna be able to come and visit you if they make their way to Pinehurst. Yeah, for sure. No, it's, it's a great point. So it, so it's one of those things where,
1: so we were kind of hiding, and most people didn't realize that, you know, we were in North Carolina. That's where our, our world headquarters are. But they used to be in Laurenburg, North Carolina, which was, you know, about 40 miles away from Pinehurst, south of Pinehurst. And that's where our main USA manufacturing plant was. And eventually we end up kind of reloading everything up to Southern Pines and we were there for a couple of years, which is obviously kitty corner to Pinehurst. But um, at the end of the day, we figured out that um Pinehurst, you know, is a perfect fit for Golf pride. I mean it's the home of American golf. Um, you know, I always tell people that, you know, kind of the, the two biggest names in Pinehurst obviously are Pinehurst Resort, um, and then Golf Pride Grips. And, and you know, people are realizing that you know we have the, the world HQ here. Um, and we have about 50 people here in Pinehurst, and we built a full-on uh, uh, facility there, located at Pinehurst Number Eight, and we opened it in 2019. Um, there is going to be a, a um, you know retail shop that we're going to have, like a retail experience for consumers uh, to stop in and visit us and, and take take kind of a sneak peek into the golf pride. And then there's going to be a full, full-on you know retail consumer um, custom fitting studio that we're developing right now. So. Um, you know, with everything that's happened with COVID-19, you know, it kind of we had to pump the brakes a little bit on opening the doors. Uh, but it's looking like, you know, next year sometime, we're going to be able to start to bring people in. Um, and they can kind of, you know, talk to us, kind of go through the whole, you know, custom fitting experience. Um, you know, we're kind of reworking the whole um, fitting of golf grips. It's something that, that we've been working on for a while that we're going to roll out here, you know, when we open the facility. Uh, but it's exciting. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I mean, people have found out that we're here. Um, not just the locals, but, you know, people that are traveling in to play golf. And, um, you know, they're interested in, in golf pride and grips. And it's one of those products and brands that a lot of people have grown up with. They grew up playing it. And then they kind of drive by and they see, like, the big golf pride facility with a sign. And you can see them kind of rubbernecking. And, and then they kind of hit us up when they get done playing golf. And they're knocking on the door. And they want to come in and regrip. grip mm-hmm. And we can tell that it's going to be a lot of fun. Um Because at the end of the day, I mean, uh, not a lot of golfers out there that grew up with this brand, you know, have kind of connected with the employees at Golf Pride. And, and, you know, we like talking about it big time and, you know, we're excited to kind of get them in there and, and, you know, experience Golf Pride and talk to them and and really, you know, help them, you know, get fit into proper grips. But, you know, we're going to learn a lot as well. And, And that's the whole point of the facility was you know, we're going to develop product a lot faster, you know, because we have access to all these golfers and consumers at the Pioneers Resort. I mean, there's a ton of people coming in and out of there every day and um, you know, we'll get these people signed up to test prototypes and you know, literally we can get some instant feedback and take that back to the guys in the lab and our our product development team. And we can turn stuff a lot quicker and get, you know, innovative product out to market a lot faster than we have been. So that's the end game of what we're doing. But, you know, like you said, we're excited about opening the doors here next year and getting people inside to check it out.
0: Now, of course, that's kind of looking ahead. So I'm going to ask you to look back as we wrap up here. If there's one grip that jumps out to you as being a sentimental favorite over the years, or maybe one that was like, you thought this was so revolutionary, it just is your favorite. Again, you have a real attachment to it. Well, you know, it's, it's actually, it's funny you, you ask that
1: because we're always kind of like bouncing this stuff back and forth. Charlie Fisher, I think you've met Charlie before. Um, but the, the grip that, that is really like kind of close to my heart, I love it. And it's more of like, it's kind of the design, but it's also like this logo that we developed, the Pearl Only Putter Grip. And that's the one that it's very, it's pencil thin. And a lot of guys on tour used to use it way back in the day. Um, it's a small, small profile, but it, it's got that little stick figure putter dude on there. He's got that straw hat, and he's kind of like his knees are knocking, and he's kind of putting. But, but that's the one um, that, that I really, really like. Every time I see it, I smile. We actually still make a few for tour, but it's more of the logo that we created for that, and this little putter dude, this stick figure that I just get a kick out of every time I see it.
0: Well, Bruce, it is always a good talk with you. Whenever we get together, I learn a lot, and it's it's always fun. Uh, thanks so much for joining us here on The Range. Yeah, great catch-up, Ralph. I appreciate it. Take care. That was Bruce Miller, the retail product manager at Golf Pride. We always have good talks, and check out some of our past interviews because we really do break down all of the new grip models as they first came to market. Go to thegolfspotlight.com and search Golf Pride. Now, before we go, we continue to see players flock into the course after months of being cooped up with the coronavirus pandemic. And that makes for some slower play because a lot of players, they just haven't been on the course in a while. My words of advice are simple, play ready golf and have fun while you're out there. Most of us are walking, so the pace may be a bit relaxed. Enjoy it and enjoy your time in the sun. Oh yeah, you can hit the ball well, that'll help too. If you want to know more about golf equipment, subscribe to us on YouTube at The Golf Spotlight. For the latest on The Range, follow us on Instagram. That's right, you'll find us at the Golf Spotlight. We welcome your comments there as well. You've listened this far, so subscribe to The Range on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. We have new shows every Wednesday. We hope you get out and play soon, and we'll see you next time right here on The Range.